Welcome back to Get Outside with Kids. This is Kate and Jen. Before we get started, we would love to ask you to take one little moment to head on over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast and give us a rating. We would love to hear your review there as well. Um, And while you're at it, if you're able to follow us on Instagram at Get Outside with Kids and extra bonus, share this episode with any friends who you think might be interested, who are looking for a little extra inspiration or a little bit of support to spend more time outside with their kids on adventures. Getting right into the topic now for today, it is coming to the end of summer here in Canada where we live and we have been looking back and reflecting on our summer and there have been some beautiful moments, Jen. There's been some golden, so many amazing, moments. wonderful moments. I don't think you all want to hear about those though. I think you want to hear about the moments when it went wrong, when things failed, when we made some big mistakes. And yeah, in the last three months, there's been a lot. So Jen and I have thought about our epic fails of the summer, epic fails, summer 2022 edition. Um, You know, the injuries, the illnesses, the things that just we could have done so much better. And hopefully from this, you can have a laugh, but also maybe you can avoid some of these mistakes in the future. I don't know. Yeah. And I think um, it's good to remember that these are the moments that don't show up on Instagram. You know, when I look back at the camping trips and the weekends away, there are all those beautiful moments, right? And at first I was like, oh, that weekend was great. And then me and Kate was brainstorming. I'm like, except for those three things that happened that were actually really not great. Um, so we want to let you know that those things happen to everyone and they're totally normal. Um, and they do, once you have enough distance, make for some really good stories. Like when they're actually happening, uh, they're really not fun, especially for a good one that Kate's got coming up. Uh, but later on, when you have, when you're safely away and sanitized back at home again, uh, you can laugh a little bit with girlfriends, you know, a cup of tea or a glass of wine. Kate's laughing already. The stories are so funny. Oh gosh, yeah. And I mean, just to preface this with, nothing went seriously wrong on any of these. If that disappoints and you want to tune out now, please, you know, sorry about that. But nothing went seriously wrong. These are some some minor mishaps that we laugh a lot about. Um, the first one, I think, is actually probably the one that's going to have the easiest kind of take takeaway lesson from it. Um, We went camping, Jen and I, our camping trip back in June sometime. It was June. It was very wet around that time. Very wet. Very wet. Um, But we had, you know, excitedly bought some new gear for camping. We had bought some new sticks for camping for roasting marshmallows. They telescope together. They fit down really nicely into our uh, kitchen camping gear and we were excited to be able to use them because then there's no more searching for the perfect stick in the woods to put that marshmallow on to get it over the fire. Um, I think it's hilarious. In Canada, they're often called wiener sticks, which makes me laugh a lot uh, for putting a wiener on. And by that, I mean a sausage. (laughs) And by that, we mean a hot dog. (laughs) A wiener stick. Anyway, um, so we were really happy to get these and we told the kids we had one each for them. Uh, put their marshmallows on it, their metal, put their marshmallows on it. And then after putting, listen to this, after putting the metal into the fire, roasting the marshmallow, I handed it straight to my five-year-old and said, here you go. And she grabbed hold of the stick, the metal part, and went to take her marshmallow. The stick had just been in the fire. It was extremely hot and she burned the crap out of her fingers it was an intense burn. It was like screaming for 15 minutes kind of burn. It wasn't one of these like, oh, it's going to be fine in 10 seconds. It was like, do we need to take her to a doctor kind of thing? And in fact, it was the evening. It was about seven o'clock. We're sitting around the campfire and we actually decided to end our camping trip. It was so bad. 
I can laugh about it now because I know she's okay. And because we could get her in her car seat, we could set her up with some water. She had her hand in water the whole drive home, which was about two hours and she could fall asleep with it. But a word of caution to anybody considering these things, they are for adults. I'm sure it says that on them. They're for adults. Don't hand your child a hot metal stick. It's a very bad idea. And I definitely learned that with intense mum guilt. Burning your kids' fingers makes you feel very, 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 very guilty. And I learned the hard way that those things probably just for adults. <laughs> Sounds like we should just stick with the, the traditional stick method stick. of finding the stick in the forest yes, from now on. Just a stick. Uh, on that same trip. So earlier to this, so Kate and I had both been camping. The, I shouldn't say the funny thing was the unfortunate thing was we weren't even there when this happened because we had already bailed even earlier on said camping trip. Uh, we, you know, when you book camping here um, through BC Parks in British Columbia, you have to book these trips two months in advance. And me and Kate usually book a trip for early June. Now, early June is hit or miss weather, but we have had some beautiful weekends out at Chilliwack Lake. I have photographs of us there in beautiful sunshine weather. This weekend was not one of those weekends. I had picked up a rain tent from a friend, thank you again, uh, for loaning us an extra little kind of shelter. And when I drove out the first day, I wasn't feeling the best. But you know, sometimes you just think to yourself, like, I'm just going to go hard and rally. I'm going to pull it together. We've organized this trip. We're going in the rain. We had already missed the first night because it rained so much that we could drove out the second day of the trip. And if I didn't drive out to grab the camping spot, we would lose the entire rest of the reservation. So out we go Friday, the sunshine comes out, we're having a great time. Uh, But as the evening goes on and it starts to rain, I'm starting to feel really unwell. We go through the night and the whole night it's cold, it's wet, it's raining all night. And by the time we wake up Saturday morning, I am like very ill, (laughs) like probably (laughs) the sickest I've been in a long time. Die. Again, I try and suck it up for the day because uh, I think your family, Kate and your kids, had just arrived Friday night. So the kids have only just begun to hug out together. Luckily, the sunshine did come back out during the day. But I knew I was like, as the afternoon went on, I'm like, I don't even think I can make it to dinner. Like, we need to go you were before looking dinner. Like death. We were like, uh, looking at her, like what is with Jen? She's yeah. just unwell. She's Luckily, unwell. I can say, it was not COVID. We'll save that for an upcoming story soon. That sickness was not COVID, though, just a brutal cold. So before the marshmallow incident happened, I was like, Kate, we need to abandon ship. I th- we're leaving immediately. Like one of those moments where you're like, I need to leave right now. Um, and we did. And we packed up and we got on the road. I was like, I need to sleep in my own bed. And I think even that night I got home, I was so sick all night. So I was so glad that we left. Sometimes you try and plan these trips and you try and push through and it just doesn't come together. And that's okay. I mean, I'm still kind of glad that we went. It's hard to say. I mean, looking back far enough now, I'm kind of glad that we went. Uh, But it was a very rough weekend. And then, of course, we heard the next day that Kate and Vincent left that evening as well. Uh, So we all ended up home very early from that camping trip. I'd put that camping trip under not, not, it wasn't a win. Uh, There were a number of fails with it. And you being sick during that as well was just like, yeah, you, you, build so much thing, so many things up in summer here and you look forward to them so much. Sometimes you just got to accept, like you've got to call it and you've got to be like, <laughs> not worth it, folks. It's not worth it. Another mistake that I have made this summer, um, 
on the theme of burning, actually, going from my kid's burn, I forgot to put sun cream on the top of my legs uh, when we were in Hawaii. And I had probably the most in- <laughs> intensely sunburned bum I've ever had. <laughs> I'm not to- I don't wear like super high cut swimsuits here. This was just like the top back of my legs. It was so burned that I couldn't sleep. Um, and <laughs> in Maui, where we were staying, um, to buy like after sun lotion in the shop costs you about 20 bucks because they know they've got a captive audience of people who are just there on holidays and who have dealt with some insane sunburn. So yeah, I learned that while my kids were covered top to toe in sun cream and, you know, long sleeve rashies and long pants in some cases and hats. I didn't even think about myself. Um, And it was a really good reminder to me when every time I sat down uh, that I needed to look after myself as well. I think we talked about that in a previous episode where I mentioned like before I leave the house now, I put on sun cream first because I know when I get to the beach, I always do the same thing. I always forget myself or you do it so quickly on your own body that you end up with like weird patches. Like I've come home with like zigzag marks on my arm because you didn't even have time to rub it in because again, you know, some kid runs into the ocean or something and you just forget to rub in your own sun cream and off you go. So very common mistake, I think. Um, So another kind of mistake that happened, not one that is, I guess I had a ton of control over as much as you can. Uh, My family and I had been lucky so far to avoid COVID this whole time. And we were very excited to be journeying back to Ontario where the rest of our family is this summer. So it was the very first time we all got on a plane. We all flew back and visited friends and family. No one was sick, which is a miracle all on its own. Uh, We had great visits with family and friends. And then we had our very last step up in Ottawa uh, with a really good friend of mine. And And the night we got there Thursday night, I was like, oh, we're outside. My allergies must be acting up. I just have a tiny bit of a sniffle, but we're outside. I take an allergy medication. Don't think much of it. Uh, And then that night, I have a raging fever all night. Um, And this is how I feel like it was different from the other sick trip. Because the other sick trip, I was very cold sick, but I never had a fever. This time, I had a raging fever all night. First thing in the morning, took a temperature, uh, like took my temperature, still had a fever, took a COVID test right away, like just in case. And sure enough, COVID positive. So here we are in Ontario, our first trip back in three years to see friends and family. And I got COVID. Uh, The silver lining was that nobody we saw on this trip got COVID, including the rest of my family and the family that we were staying with. Um, The kind of downside slash kind of upside was that I had to quarantine uh, for an extra week alone in Ontario. And so uh, my husband flew home with two kids, bless his heart for taking a (laughs) five-year-old and a three-year-old alone on a plane back to BC. Uh, My good friend who I was staying with, they were actually heading out on holidays as well. Um, And so I kind of just house sat for a week at her house. So while it was a mistake, it was like a weirdly a weirdly kind of vacation-y mistake. And I ended up being not very ill. I was very lucky that I didn't get COVID uh, too badly. And so I was only sick for the first couple of days and then had a very kind of quiet holiday. But, but it was also all, your birthday. It was that's my birthday. That's the part that I see as the epic yes, fail. That's is true. like you'd planned all this stuff around your birthday. You love your birthday. And we had all these things you were going to do. And then you got COVID and had to. It was a very sad alone. birthday. <laughs> I sat there on my birthday. I talked to a few people. And as I was just like, I Uber-eated myself some 
food. (laughs) We did have a little makeup part of the following week. Thank you, Kate, for that. But yeah, missing out on your own birthday because you're like literally can't see other humans uh, is not. I wouldn't recommend it. If I could do them again, there's another thing that I would absolutely change from this summer. Um, My family and I traveled, we went and did a week-long camping trip and traveled into the Rockies and went up to Jasper. And the thing is with booking for national parks in BC, you have to book them really far in advance. Like you've got to book your camping in January, otherwise you've got no chance. Um, And despite knowing this, we still chose Jasper being one of the most beautiful national parks in Canada, also one of the busiest. And somehow, despite all of this, we still chose the exact dates of the August long weekend to be in Jasper, which is so stupid because (laughs) we had a whole week before that. If I could have chosen, I would have gone like Monday to Thursday if I could chose it again. But anyway, um, so what ended up happening is we were in Jasper over the busiest long weekend of the entire summer. um, And it was insane. Uh, There were people everywhere. We had the campsite, so that was good. Um, You can check out our reels on Instagram to see some of the footage from the campsite. Very beautiful. Lots and lots of wildlife. Um, But absolutely would think a little bit harder about like, where are you going to be on this long weekend? On that trip, we had probably my biggest fail from this, (laughs) (laughs) my biggest fail from this summer. And I am I'm so ashamed to share this one, honestly, Jen. It all um, worked out in the end. It, there's some background here. Kind of like I work in the parks field and I know that you have to be responsible when you're recreating in parks. I know the rules. I know what you're supposed to do. And yet this still happened and I'm very embarrassed. So anyway, took our two-year-old along to the um, two-and-a-half-year-old um, along to the playground there in Jasper and my elder kid as well. It was beautiful. It's just got these huge mountains all around it. You're right in the middle of the campsite, kids everywhere. And my kid, my two-and-a-half, well, almost three-year-old, she's been potty trained for well over a year. Um, and she called out that pee-pee. And I guess in hindsight, I know she's been potty trained for a while. She could handle the sort of four two minute walk to the bathroom block nearby but the urgency with which little kids sometimes yell it out you think oh my gosh it's going to happen now there's going to be an accident so I did what many parents do when you're out and about and you think well it's just we'll just have to go somewhere in the forest we'll have to go along the trail or take find a little private spot back there and the kid will just do their pee there and all will be well so this is what I should do with my kid And because I thought, you know, I know her, I know her, know her so well. I know that it's going to be, what, five seconds and then it will be done. So even if we're not in the world's most private place, it's probably okay. I chose a spot that was suboptimal, Jen. It was not a good choice to begin with because we were quite exposed. And as I, you know, kind of propped her up there, if you have a little kid who, I don't know how it works with boys, I don't know what, how the apparatus works, but with little <laughs> girls, you have to kind of lift their legs up above there somehow. So boys that, are much you know, easier, thankfully. Pee, <laughs> so that pee flows down. Um, and as I was kind of propping up, I was looking around, I was like, nobody's around right now, thank goodness. But um, I'm glad that this is going to be over in four seconds because um, I'm quite exposed here and she's quite visible to somebody who decides to walk past And as I was thinking this, I was like, geez, this is going on a little bit longer than I thought. And as I looked down, I heard an unmistakable little (laughs) noise, which (laughs) I said, what was that noise, Kate? I'm not going to make this noise, Jen. (laughs) I said to my kid, are you peeing? And she said, no, no, poo-poo. 
I was like, what? What are we doing here? And <laughs> sure enough, they could poop right on the basically the side of a walkway through the campground in one of Canada's most beautiful national parks, right next to the playground, right there on the ground. And I was mortified. I was like, what are we... What are we? What are you doing? No, you're not. No, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Poo-poo. I said poo You did not say poo You said pee-pee. I'm holding you to it. <laughs> and <laughs> pull her up, pull her pants up. Say no, no, no. We're not doing this. I uh, looked around for the toilet block, which was a little walk away, but we could do it. And then I had to, uh, then I had to find a rock, a big flat rock. I had to pick up what she'd done. Like it, it was, it was awful, Jen. It was awful. I had to. <laughs> Walk it into the bathroom. It's it's getting even a second time. Under cover of like, I had to hold my. It was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. I who know, I know better. I know that you don't poop outside like this when there's a bathroom right there. I know that you don't let your kid do this, and yet it happened. And then I had to walk, walk carrying the walk of shame, the The walk walk of of absolute shame (laughs) into the bathroom with her going. But I need to poo. Um, I know you need to poo. That's why we're going to the bathroom. Anyway, all was well in the end. I managed. Nobody stopped me. Nobody saw what I was carrying. Got inside, got and cleaned up, finished everything inside the bathroom block. And thank goodness was done. But I think I had a little bit of trauma afterwards from being like, that was so embarrassing. That's exactly the kind of thing that ruins these places for everybody (laughs) when you do these sorts of things. And that's like, well, you know, if you're going to do that, we'll shut the whole place because humans are disgusting people. So anyway, I have learned that my kid is probably more resilient than I think. And she could probably have waited for us to walk into the toilet block. And next time that is what I will do because that was humiliating. And maybe just clarify that it is just a PP next just, time. So you you know what to expect. She's, I mean, they're fickle, my these little kids. They say one kids thing gotta and then go, suddenly, they gotta go. suddenly out plops something else. <laughs> oh my gosh. That has not happened to us yet. And we do a lot of tree peas. I mean, I've got two boys. The logistics are a little bit easier. different with the way they're propped up. Anyway, I think just the if, way there is. If you want more details on potty training and getting outside, we did a whole episode on this where we, we kind of got into some of these logistics, like the angles and the physics of it. Um, so yeah, go back and check out that one because we have more fun stories about pee and poo that I'm sure you're just dying to hear about. <laughs> and I think in that episode during that camping trip, I don't think anybody did poop on the trail at least. No, no, no. Most, <laughs> there most people choose not to poo right on the trail and most parents would be like, that's a horrible thing to do. You're disgusting. So yeah, I feel that. Well, the good thing is you cleaned it up, but on the note of disgusting things that happened, let's continue on that theme. Um, in a previous episode, I gloated how my children don't <laughs> get car sick because we're just they're just great kids they don't throw up in the car never say that out loud (laughs) i said to you i always keep some beach toys in the car like a bucket and you were like why and i said oh just in case And you're like just in case what and i was like in case somebody's feeling unwell and you were staring at me like what do you mean I think maybe now you know what I mean, right? Now I know. I mean, now we were in Ontario when this <laughs> happened, so we didn't have our beach supplies. Uh-huh. We were driving on the highway, a very, very straight highway, not the kind of place we think there's a lot of curves. Um, our youngest child was kind of in a place where he had kind of drifted off to sleep and then woke back up and then kind of drifted off to sleep. And then his brother opened up, you know, a crinkle bag of cookies or something, woke back up again. And so I think it was just that kind of in and out of doziness. And then he said, oh, I don't feel so good. And you know when your kid says those words, and then you hear the unmistakable sound of. Are you going to make that sound? (laughs) (laughs) All over. 
everything. Uh, we're on the QEW, if you know uh, Ontario. We're on the QEW. So I'm like yelling at my husband, like, pull over, pull over. Oh, my God, get off the highway. So we pull over on the side of the highway and we're stripping, uh, you know, down my toddler's clothes. There's as you can imagine, there is there is vomit everywhere. It's on the top. It's on the pants. Now, because we were traveling, um, the we luckily, very luckily, when we were heading out for this trip to visit my husband's parents, I had grabbed a pack of wet wipes. So we had wet wipes. Thank God. But we had oh. nothing else in the car. Like we did not have any spare clothes at all because again, my kids don't get sick of the car. We haven't had a potty accident in so long. We were just going out for a quick afternoon trip. Didn't think about having spare clothes. I think in our car here at home, we almost always have a spare, or just something that lives in the trunk. But because this was a rental car, we just didn't have it. So we spent about 15 minutes outside trying to detox my toddler, the entire car seat as best you can. Oh. And then you have to get... You know, you keep the windows open. You have to get back in the car and keep going. Uh, and so then we arrived to my in-laws, my husband's parents, with my toddler in running shoes and underpants because that's all we have <laughs> with us. Luckily, it was to their house and we took apart the car seat. We could wash it and we could wash the clothes by hand before we had to turn around and go home. I don't think I told you we also stopped at, there's this very popular, well, to us popular sub stop that me and Andrew always stop in to get these sandwiches that we love back in his hometown. And so we took the kids to the sub stop with us and picture a three-year-old in just underpants and running shoes. And smelling like a bit off. Like until, you know, you, when you're, oh. until you've been there as a parent, you're kind of like, look, we need sandwiches. And also this is my toddler and he's naked and we don't have any clothes. I apologize to everyone, but here we are. Oh my Oof. gosh. Luckily he felt much better after that. Um, and it only happened that one time, but once it happens once, Oh man. Then they were like, anytime you get in the car for any length of time, they're like, do we have wet wipes? Do we have clothes? Do we have a beach bucket? Yeah. In the back there. Oh my gosh. That is a, that is never a fun one. So if that happens to you, listen to Kate's episode where we talk about car trips um, because in the car trips episode, my tips pre kids being sick and Kate has tips for kids who do get car sick about how to keep them entertained in the car. Yeah. Because since we recognize that our kids gets car sick, we haven't had any incidents because we avoid some of the things that we know kind of set them up. So yeah, check that episode out. Um, Another recent episode that we did was about taking your kid on their first overnight hike. And actually this past weekend, um, my eldest kid went out with my husband for another overnight hike. Um, And one of the things that, you know, you think you're being maybe over the top uh, with some of your planning and some of your gear, Uh, But this one really paid off. So they got to the trailhead. They got all ready to go. We'd been unsure which shoes were the right size for her because she's kind of between two sizes. So I'd said, figure it out when you get there. See what she thinks feels good. We'll put both pairs of shoes in the car. And then they get out, they're ready to go on their hike, four kilometer hike into the campground that they're staying at. It's a big deal, right? They're very excited. Apparently about a hundred meters in, a hundred meters in, uh, there's deep, wet, thick mud. And my kid managed to get not one, but both feet straight in up to like halfway between the ankle and the knee. That's how deep and deep thick <laughs> over the top of the side, everything. And, uh, 
she completely freaked out. Like that's not a nice feeling for anyone, but to know that you're going to have squelchy, disgusting shoes and socks for the rest of the hike was like a really bad way to start it out. So anyway, they went back to the car, <laughs> repeated the hundred meters, which you never know that hundred meters could have taken hours. It could have taken, there is no length of <laughs> maximum length of time, but they had to retrace their steps, go back to the car, get the spare pair of shoes that had been randomly thrown in there. Thank God they were, because I actually think it would have been the end of the hike if they hadn't, because she was apparently that upset. If you want tips on attempting an overnight hike with a kid, you can listen to that episode as well. And I think now I would throw in, always have a spare set of clothes and a spare set of shoes in the car. Um, Speaking of things that maybe got like damaged or lost, um, we are going through goggles here. Like, like I feel like spare socks. We oh my God, me too. We've are, had like three pairs this summer. I'm, I think, I thought they were yeah. like a years long kind of investment. They should be, except when your kid loses them all the time. Uh, so we're at least on our third pair as well, but we were out or uh, my oldest child was out with my husband on our SUP, on our stand-up paddleboard on a local lake here, which we do quite often all the time. Um, and, you know, as a parent, he was holding his goggles in his hands when he went out. And I said to him, do you want me to put those on your head for you? And he said, no. And I said, are you sure? Because if you drop them in the lake, they will sink to the bottom. And he said, no, 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 no. I will just hold my goggles. <laughs> well, what do you suppose <laughs> happened, folks? I think you could insert the result here. In this of epic what fail episode, I think he <laughs> held on to them and came back in safe and sound. <laughs> They do now live again. Apologies that I am now polluting Sassamat Lake with a pair of goggles at the bottom. If you find them, they're yours. Enjoy. Uh, also, husband, why did you not jump in after the goggles fast enough? So not only did the goggles come back, not come back, but my, my five-year-old, of course, is very upset because he lost his favorite pair of goggles that live at the bottom of the lake. So we had a good lesson about things that float and things that don't float. And next time uh, he'll either wear the goggles on his head or he will not bring them at all out on the paddleboard. Just to circle back to this. So sometimes when these things happen and your kid has had a big meltdown around something and they were with your partner, say, um, sometimes what happens in my case is that the kid's very upset. And then I become very upset at my partner, not at the kid. I'm not going to get angry at the kid. What kind of a mother gets angry at the kid? (laughs) I am saving it all for my partner. So what I understand here, Jen, is that your partner was on the sub and you thought as soon as they were dropped off, he should have dived in in some kind of like Superman move. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Abandon our child on the sub and save the goggles. In the middle of the lake and save the goggles. And you were upset that he didn't do that, right? I mean, a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, legit. Totally legit. I feel like there's just a moment there where he, you just have to, you have to jump in. And I feel like he didn't, he missed that (laughs) moment to jump in. So now we have learned our lesson, all, all three of us, frankly. So the lesson here though, is be ready to dive into a lake at a moment's notice after your kids drop belongings. Yes, That's or the main just lesson. Or they no longer get belongings on on the sub. If they could not be strapped down to got the it. stand-up pot of board, they do not come out anymore. So now we're on pair number three. We already lost a pair earlier. Oh, I also separately put a pair of goggles through the washing machine after swimming lessons. <laughs> uh, don't do that. They don't hold up. I tried it out. It's no good. <laughs> My kid also has a massive head. So I think I have to start buying her adult goggles because we have stretched out a lot and broken them because her head was too big. Um, so yeah, we've had some ridiculous moments this summer. I think I, it's been a lot of fun remembering them to be honest, because they were some very 
in some cases, some very avoidable things. In other cases, situations I would do differently um, or things you can't avoid, but that we can now laugh about. And I think that's what's really important when you're looking around at like spending more time outside with your kids, going camping, going hiking. You get fooled by all these beautiful Instagram pictures. Maybe you've seen some of our beautiful Instagram reels. Beautiful photos over at Get Outside with Kids. Amazing, amazing content. Um, But it's it's easy to believe that everybody else is doing it properly and easily and uh, calmly and smoothly. And we, we between me and Jen, are for sure not. We make a ton of mistakes. We've had a lot of meltdowns, a lot of accidents, incidents, and some horrible moments. Amongst all of that, still worth it. We still love all of the trips that we've been on and there were amazing moments. If you know somebody who could use a bit of a laugh today, maybe you can share this episode with them. If you have any questions for us or ideas for upcoming episodes, we'd love to hear from you. You can DM us over on Instagram at Get Outside with Kids and we'll be back again with another episode next week. <laughs>